0: I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me Lord, I Some folks have yours, implied that if we tell a woman not to have an abortion, then we need to be willing and able to meet the needs that brought her to the abortion clinic in the first place. But is that concept biblical, and how should we view that subject? Join us as we talk this through. I felt your passion, touched your Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. And we're gonna talk today, um, about Matt Chandler, but not really. So we're not this podcast is not throwing him under the bus. It's just Mm -hmm. a particular meme that's been out there in the social media realm and that some folks have been talking about. And so we wanted to talk about it. Not just about him, and I'm sure, you know, he's a great guy. I don't listen to Matt Chandler. A lot. Yeah. I've mis- mm-hmm. listened to him some. He he has some good messages mm-hmm. about abortion in particular, and and uh, I believe their church is really involved in trying to rescue the unborn and and, and doing things for the Lord in that realm. Mm-hmm. But this is really just, I think, a misconception that a lot of people have. Right. And I don't know. It, it, it sometimes it looks to me when people say things like this that their concern is less with what the Bible says mm-hmm. and more with what culture. Might say mm-hmm. or might think. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't mind, mm-hmm. you've, you've written an article here like, right. you, like you do oftentimes. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate. Um, would you read that quote that yeah. he had?
1: Yeah. So he, there was this meme on Facebook. It said, As the church, we must not say of abortion, this is murder, without saying to pregnant women, we will serve you. If we're doing the former without the latter... We don't truly understand the gospel.
0: Okay. So if we're doing the the former, if we're saying abortion is murder Mm -hmm. without doing the latter, which is basically saying, hey, we'll serve you, Mm -hmm. pregnant mom, then we don't understand the gospel.
1: Right, right.
0: And, you know, it ties into, I didn't know I was going to mention this this early, but it just flows into it. It ties into this idea that. Uh, and this has been attributed to probably everyone's favorite theologian over the years or favorite preacher over the years. I don't know actually who said it, but preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Right. You ever heard that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of my least favorite. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's cute, Mm -hmm. you know, and it makes the world think, oh, these people are not just about shoving the gospel down people's Mm -hmm. throats. They're about helping others. Right. Which we should help Mm -hmm. others. I Mm -hmm. mean, we're not this podcast is not saying we shouldn't help others, but that idea of preach the gospel and when necessary, use words is like, yeah. stupid. Yeah.
1: They're <laughs> saying, you know, they're saying it's you should demonstrate it with your life, but not speak with your words, yeah, yeah. which is true. You should demonstrate with Absolutely, your life. Yeah. But that's not what the Bible says about right, how yeah. we are to share the gospel.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say preach the gospel mm-hmm. and it's necessary to use words mm-hmm. like <laughs> in order to preach the gospel when you have the gospel of Matthew Mark Luke and John those gospels were written down their words they are written right. to be broadcast about this Jesus and right. you know Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 um, the first couple of verses there in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says, this is the gospel that I delivered to you, which I received. And, yeah. and he lays out that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and on the third day, he rose again according to the scriptures. So the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Correct. And sometimes we fall into the trap, and I think it's possible, that's what Matt Chandler's here uh, doing in this quote, to fall into the trap of you know trying to, I guess trying to look good to the world and trying mm-hmm. not to look like just preachy people. Mm-hmm. But we should right. be doing good things. And, you right. know, those two things it's not like it's mutually exclusive. Like you can preach the gospel, use words, yeah. and you can do good for others. We're mm-hmm. commanded to do good for others. Mm-hmm. We're commanded to um you know, in these situations to as best we can to help these women. But but the question is mm-hmm. and it's a and it's a misconception that I like to tear down with folks with our new volunteers and with other folks that I talk to about pro-life issues is that, you know, we, we, we can't go out there to an abortion clinic or we can't be in a pregnancy center in ministry, or we can't stand, you know, in in a protest situation with a sign saying abortion is murder, unless we're willing to help all of the women that would come to an abortion clinic to have an abortion. Right. And and is that really true? And And is that mentality really biblical? Yeah. And and we can't speak against abortion without having resources to help women who would consider abortion right. And, right and to meet the needs that they are using to justify abortion yeah.
1: you know one of the things that i like to do whenever these sorts of statements are made is kind of show the ludicrousness of those statements yeah. by giving other examples not right. of an unborn child so sort of like a,
0: a thought experiment sort kind of thing kind of kind okay. of just
1: substituting a different different words but that give the basic same idea so so what if the meme said As a church, we must not say that sexual abuse of two-year-olds is wicked without saying to all fathers, we will serve you. Yeah. Okay? That's not all that different, from. except now we're talking about instead of an unborn and an abortion, which is a legal and increasingly socially acceptable form of murder— we're talking about something that most people agree with, that that two-year-olds should not be sexually abused. Yeah, and
0: if you don't agree with that, then turn this podcast off and, right, right. <laughs> and go get demons cast out okay, of Okay, so here's <laughs> another
1: one. How about this? As a church, we must not say of drunk drivers who kill innocent children, murderers, unless we provide programs to every alcoholic.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. And- you know these these thought experiments and and you know, kind of analogies mm-hmm. help us to see the absurdity, right, of what's being said, right. So you know what Matt Chandler says again. Going back to that, we must not say of abortion that it's murder mm-hmm. without saying to the mother, "We'll serve you," right. Well, let's ask ourselves the question then, and again, I am not picking on Matt Chandler. It, it's you know it's it's a situation where. I mean, it could have been, I, I can't see how, but maybe he was taken out of context. It was just mm-hmm. a little quote. I think the Human Coalition or somebody put it out in a meme. Right. And uh, and then some other folks grabbed onto it and said, this is, what? What is What is he even talking about? So mm-hmm. we're not picking on him, but we have to ask ourselves, though, is abortion really murder? hmm And, you know, I, I would say take even a step further than that. Is it mass genocide? Mm-hmm. Is it like unto the Holocaust? Mm-hmm. Because I think most pro-life folks would agree that it is. I mean, we're looking at 65 million plus. Right. So that's almost, you know, 10 times as many people that were killed in the Holocaust. And mm-hmm. I think we all would look back at the Holocaust and say, that was a, a, a terrible, massive loss of innocent life. Mm-hmm. And, and it was something that we as a society, we, you know, human beings should look back and say, that should never have happened. Right. Is abortion, is the abortion holocaust like unto that? Mm -hmm. And it would almost be, you know, tantamount to saying to, you know, these Nazis who many felt like they were doing their country an economic good by getting rid of these people that they perceived to be the problem. Mm -hmm. That, you know, we can't say to these Nazis, hey, don't, don't pack these Jews away and in cattle cars and Mm -hmm. and send them off to concentration camps and ultimately kill them. Mm -hmm. Like we're not able to say that unless Mm -hmm. we offer them some kind of rehabilitation program. Right.
1: Or the economic conditions that they needed, that they were saying, if we get rid of the Jews, it will increase whatever prosperity. And so do we need to be sure? Should we have been sure Germany was economically prosperous and then say, Oh, and by the way, don't kill those 3 million Jews or however many million Jews they kill. Yeah,
0: and really the question is this. Do we have any right to go and tell moms going into an abortion clinic or moms who are struggling in their hearts and minds of whether or not to have an abortion, do Mm -hmm. we have any right to tell them not to kill their children if we don't have the resources available to meet their needs or if we're not willing to make the sacrifices Mm-hmm. That we would have to make as a church, as a as a ministry, as an individual, like if we're not willing to take a mother in our house who's getting who's going to be kicked out of her house unless she has an abortion, right? Do we have any right to tell her not to have that abortion, right?
1: right. And right. some folks
0: would say, well, no,
1: yeah, we we
0: need to be be willing to open our house. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying because you know some of our volunteers have literally done that. Some right. of our volunteers have literally literally taken moms who are going to be homeless into mm-hmm. their homes from the abortion mm-hmm. clinic. Yep, you know several awesome testimonies. So, yeah, that's that's something that you know some of our folks have been willing to do. But is everyone should everyone be willing to do that?
1: Yeah, and and of course not, of course not. So, as in all things, it's it's really valuable what does the Bible say? Yeah, does does the Bible guide exactly? Does the Bible guide us in this? And so, um, when I was working on this article, uh, does the Bible? Talk about proclamations by the church regarding wicked behavior. Okay, and how are we to talk about, or are we to talk about wicked yeah. behavior? Do we need to? Does the Bible talk about providing social programs first, or whatever? So, uh, some of the some of the verses that I found, um, these are verses for all. From Proverbs 28. Okay. I just looked at the one proverb. The wicked flee when no one is pursuing, but the righteous are bold as a lion. All right. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law strive with them. Uh, He who leads the upright astray in an evil way will himself fall into his own pit, but the blameless will inherit good. Uh, he who confesses and forsakes transgressions will find compassion. Uh, a man who is laden with the guilt of human blood will be a fugitive until death. Let no one support him. He who rebukes a man will afterward find more fav- favor than he who flatters with the tongue. In other words, in, in all of these verses, the righteous are bold. Who are the righteous? Righteous. The Bible tells us, right? Yeah. Who are the
0: righteous? Well, I mean, of course, we all know there's none righteous. Correct. So we're not, we're not right. righteous in and of ourselves. Right. But when we become Christians, we take on the righteousness of Christ. And, you know, the Bible is pretty clear that you are, you are righteous in Christ. And so, yeah, I mean, we could, as Christians, say we're the righteous by the grace of God.
1: And we're told. We who are righteous are to be bold as lions yeah. in exposing evil. So yeah, the scripture, absolutely. Proverbs 28 is a good one. The, there were many. That was throughout Proverbs 28. Sorry, right. I didn't give the specific verses, but you can you can look them up. But um, so what does boldness entail? And you touched on this right at the beginning. Is boldness just demonstrating by our lives that we are... Reflecting god and and showing God's atoning sacrifice for us, the gospel through our behavior it should, but is that boldness right, and there were a lot of um scriptures about boldness and listen to the active verb okay in all of these wow, scriptures you're getting
0: into some. Grammar little grammar in, in there. Stuff. Yeah, there's wow, a grammar lesson. I was an English major. I know, you're feeling here. a little bit worried. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay, in Acts 28, 31. Proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus with all boldness. Yeah. Proclaiming, mm-hmm. right? That's the active verb. We are proclaiming right. with all boldness. Okay, how about this one? Ephesians 6:19, But also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly right. to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, Ephesians six nineteen. So that's the apostle so, Paul again, right? And what does he do? He opens his mouth boldly, yeah. not to catch flies, right? Or, <laughs> right, probably to speak, I, I probably would say, to proclaim. I would say. Okay, Second um, Timothy three sixteen. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness. Now, the word boldly wasn't in there, but it does tells tell us that we are to correct others. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to ask, how can we correct others if we're not speaking? Yeah. How are we going to correct well, them? Well, you
0: know, someone might well say, you know, if someone's living a lifestyle that's destructive, if you live a lifestyle that honors God and it's not destructive in front of them, mm-hmm. then that's a way that you can correct them. Your mm-hmm. life can be a rebuke.
1: Right, and and that correction presumably would take some time. Yeah. So, what if what if the need for correction is when there's a life or death on the line right, yeah. in front of I mean, you? yeah,
0: because I mean, to that situation, you know, I would say if somebody's, you know, let's say you have next door neighbors that are living you know uh, sexually immoral maybe they're they're shacked up and they're right. cohabitating they're not right. married and right. you know me and my wife are going to live a, 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 an awesome married life in front of these people and be a display yes and amen you should right but those it's not like an either or situation mm-hmm. you you need to be speaking the gospel it doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're shoving it down their throat it doesn't mean you in the situation of abortion that we need to, that we're we're not saying you need to stand in front of an abortion clinic and yell you Murderer, you filthy murderer, or you know, mm-hmm. abortionist murder anything like that. Right. But you, you do need to use words, right, in order to proclaim the gospel, and you do right. need to use words in order to proclaim uh, to women going into an abortion clinic and men at the abortion clinic that abortion is wrong. Now, right. we, we've right. talked about it a, a bunch, mm-hmm. and, and so I don't think that we need to you know backtrack and, and, and qualify what we're saying, but I'll, I'll just mention it we're not as a ministry, standing in front of the abortion clinic, just yelling at people. We we want to be gracious in our words, mm-hmm. um, but we also do want to speak what we speak with boldness, mm-hmm. with truth, and with clarity.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible does tell us that there are actions that people should see, but they're not just the actions of... Living a righteous life, mm-hmm. they are that. But listen to these actions okay. in in Proverbs twenty four eleven, one of kind of a key verse for our ministry. Rescue those who be are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. Our actions are to prevent in a physical way what is uh, someone. In a dire situation, being led away to death, stumbling to the slaughter. We're to hold them back. We're to rescue them. So we're to boldly proclaim the gospel, boldly stand and act to deter the wicked. I think the Bible's pretty clear about that. And I just gave a very few verses that, that talk about that we are to confront evil boldly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the confrontation that we're supposed to have with evil is oftentimes a verbal con- confrontation. Mm-hmm. Like you just mentioned, you know, yeah. the, the the Timothy passage about rebu- rebuke and reproof, mm-hmm. those are those are verbal words. You That's know, right. They imply that you're using your mouth, they're using your words right. to bring a reproof, to bring a rebuke, to bring a correction. Yeah.
1: And in none of these verses, by the way, and you can look through Proverbs 28, there is in the last verse in Proverb twenty eight one call in a sense to social justice. Mm-hmm. That that verse, I'll just read it: "He who gives to the poor will never want, but he who shuts his eyes will have many curses." But all of the other verses in 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 Proverbs twenty eight we're talking about how to how to deal with the wicked. Yeah. But he gives to the poor. He doesn't say gives to the poor who have done some wickedness. It's just give to someone who's in unfortunate circumstances. Right. That's a very different situation than what's happening at an abortion center. Yeah. These are not just poor women. These are often poor women who are there murdering their baby.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, also there's this misconception that folks have mm-hmm. about women going into abortion clinics, women that are having abortions. Now I am not saying that there aren't difficult situations. There right. are, we yeah. we encounter them on a regular basis. Just yeah. a few days ago, we exactly. were talking about this. We had a situation yeah. where a young lady's boyfriend was in essence, trying to force her to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. There was a, such a scuffle. He busted the window of her car out mm-hmm. with a rock and, and uh, you know, thankfully, she didn't have the abortion. Right. Praise God. Right. But she was under a lot of pressure. Right. And she was, you know, still is under a lot of pressure. That yeah. situation hasn't just disappeared because no. she left the abortion clinic. No. And we encountered, I mean, any situation you can think of that might could potentially justify an abortion, we encountered. But the fact is, the vast, vast, vast majority of the women that we encountered at an abortion clinic are in no way victims. In no way. Um, you know, being pressured to have an abortion. I mean, we see right. them <laughs> go in and and almost like they kill their baby just for spite yeah. uh, of us. Now, yeah. again, I'm not you know tagging everyone that has an abortion with that mm. kind of mentality or whatever, but I'm just saying our experience has been. And if and if you have this mentality, I guess what I'm getting at is if you have the mentality that women that have abortions are just pure pure uh, poor innocent victims, mm. then come out with us for a couple of days. Come out and join us right. on the sidewalk, and you'll see that they're not just victims. We did a podcast about this. Right. Are women that have abortions victims? And and we talked about, you know, biblically and and from a biblical perspective, you know, in a sense we're all victims of the lies of the enemy. It doesn't give us justification for doing the sins and, and things that we do. Didn't we do a podcast
1: about we that? did. Yeah, we, we did. did. Okay. Yeah. So... You remember and it's awesome
0: too. I remember it so so uh, <laughs> <laughs> vividly right now. No, not really, but listen to it; it's awesome. Um, so the idea that women are poor, just poor, innocent victims of their circumstances, and that's why they have an abortion, it's just a misconception.
1: Right? It is. It is.
0: <laughs> and that, you know, we we see women go in, and we see women come out. And we see many come out with tears in their eyes, and their hearts are broken and, mm. and it's it's grievous for us mm. to see them come out and yeah. It's basically okay you, you've been duped by the devil, he mm-hmm. told you to go in and have the abortion, and it's going to be all right, and you're saying the comforter going in is your accuser coming out, look what you've done, right. and that's so yeah. hard to see yeah. but the the vast majority are not like that the vast majority to come out and they got their middle finger up and, right. and they you know, speed out just to spite you.
1: Right. There's something on Facebook right now. Um, I believe there are quotes and testimonies. I think it's called Not a Victim. Yeah. And um, and it's quotes and testimonies from women who uh, are post-abortive and who talk about, they admit, look, I am not a victim. And they'll describe their wickedness in, yeah. in going into that abortion. So.
0: Yeah, I haven't looked much into that, but, yeah. you know yeah uh, it's, um it's you true. Know, they're other, not <laughs> many of them are not, not they're victims. not, and they
1: admit they're not and I think another another um way that we can approach whether this meme is true or not is to think about are there any biblical examples of prophets, messengers of God, uh anyone who God has sent to confront evil, to confront wicked yeah who are also told by God, but first make sure all those social programs that are necessary to take care of all those wicked people's needs are in place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> you know, you, you think about the children of Israel and, and their rebellion against God. Right. And I know you're going to talk uh, a little bit about Moses too, but <laughs> going on even past Moses. Uh-huh. If you're looking at, you know, Jeremiah, the prophet Isaiah, right. These men were called to a difficult task. Right, they were called to expose the sin of of the nation of Israel, mm-hmm. their rebellion and their idolatry. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it was not an easy task. And, and and it's not like these people were involved in you know just you know bad gambling deals or they were you know you know doing just underhanded things. They were involved literally in sacrificing their children to demons right. to pagan gods. Right. Uh, little G, right. <laughs> and so they were dealing with. In a lot of ways, what we're talking very about very similar. So it's, it's there's, absolutely there's a, there's murder a lot of, of innocent. Here. Murder yeah. the innocent babies. So hop into yeah. what you've got there.
1: Well, so some of the I was just thinking of some of the people who were commanded by God to confront wickedness mm-hmm. because that's what basically Chandler is talking about. Pastor Chandler is is saying, okay, you're confronting the wickedness of abortion. Well, you can't call it murder until you've set up all of these programs that are going to help those those yeah. women that's what he means by we will serve you whatever your needs yeah, are yeah. we will we will serve you so let's think about moses okay he comes off the mountain with the ten commandments and um he sees his people uh ser- bowing down to a false god that they had yeah. made right yeah. the golden calf that they had made and so moses right away um breaks the Ten Commandments and then offers them an idolatry, <laughs> idolatry recovery program, yeah, right? Yeah, be, I mean, you of know, course. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't he? You <laughs> because know? how could he tell them, you idolatrous, idolatrous people, you have defied a holy God, unless he first makes sure that there is a recovery program in place of for course, them? Of course.
0: They need an idolatry co- recovery <laughs> yeah. program, right. and he would right. have that in place before he even right. got angry right. and threw down the tablets. Of yeah. course, that's an absurdity. That, that's so not that's what really happened, funny. actually. When, when I read this article— <laughs> And I saw the idolatry recovery program. <laughs> I, I had to laugh. That's that's really funny. That's really classic. Um, but again, it shows the absurdity of what we're talking about. And right. j- just, I'll probably keep saying this because I, f- I feel, I don't want to just throw this brother under the bus. I'm sure he meant well in what he's saying. But right. this is a learning and, and teachable mm-hmm. moment, I mm-hmm. think, that we can just tear down some uh, really barriers. now. Yeah. And, and I think an important point to this and why we felt like we needed to tackle this mm-hmm. is that it is a barrier for people coming out to the sidewalk. Cause they mm-hmm. don't feel like um, number one, that they're qu- equipped to come out to the sidewalk and be a voice for the voiceless. Uh, number two, you know, listen, your flesh and the devil will give you all kinds of reasons not to obey God and be a voice to the voiceless. And, you know, I don't have the financial resources to help a mom. I mean, what if what if a mom needs a place to stay? And, mm-hmm. and I can't bring her into my house. Mm-hmm. I have so many kids already, and, and, and I have so much to take care of already. I can't do that. And so pe- it'll be a barrier for some people to think. I can't say abortion is murder and go out there and stand and tell them not to murder their children. If I can't help them in this, this, and this way. And again, mm-hmm. it'll be a barrier. And yeah. you know, Moses certainly didn't have that as a barrier as he dealt with the children of Israel. And, right. and you know, ultimately was he do. He, he takes the golden calf and, Grinds it into powder and makes them drink it. I mean, he, <laughs> that was
1: his social recovery program. That was his social program. recovery program. This, this right. brother was serious about this,
0: this thing, you know?
1: Um, you know, another danger, as long as we're talking about the dangers, because like you said, no, we, we don't mean to pile on Matt Chandler. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> he seems like a great guy from I'm the sure. little I know about him. But, um, but this, I think, is a very real and present danger of a meme like that. And the message of that meme, the moms themselves who are going in to abort their children use this excuse for why to abort their children just this morning I was there early. There was a mom who had been dropped off by a cab driver, so I had 15 minutes to talk with her before they opened the door. And we had a long exchange. Most of hers were four-letter words. Yeah. She's a victim. And and telling me to shut up and that I didn't have any right to say what I was saying, just what, um, what this meme says, because was I going to take care of her baby? Yeah. And I said, yes. I said, yes, not me specifically, but I have a list of names of mothers who want a child, have said any mother at the abortion center, who says, I need someone to take care of my baby and then I won't abort. So I am happy to provide that list with you, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. And then she, she went on to the next level. If I keep this baby... If I don't kill this baby, I don't think she said either kill or, um, or baby, yeah. by the way, but she said, will you provide his college education? Again, it's the same philosophy. Yeah. Unless we provide needs, and in fact, all their needs, then they are justified in killing their baby. Yeah. They think, and I don't think that's what probably Matt Chandler was saying, but... They do not need to be forcibly confronted as I was because her heart was clearly very hard. Right. And um, and he I think that meme it would tell me I had no right yeah. to confront her.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so in one sense, it could discourage someone like you mm-hmm. who were going out there to be a voice for the voiceless. And it would encourage an Correct. abortive mother to say, well, if these people can't provide for all my needs, then then I'm justified. I, I can justify it. I, absolutely. I, can, I can abort. Yeah. You know, I've had, I've had women and men say to me, if you give me $5,000 right now, I won't have this abortion. Right. And it's like, okay, it's, it's, <laughs> there's this selfishness there that we don't need to play into.
1: No, we don't. Because we're, we're we never going to, everybody has needs. We're yeah, never going to be able to satisfy yeah. needs. So,
0: you know, I'll say this, and I've said this to volunteers, I've said this to myself, I've said this to you. If we had nothing... Mm-hmm. Not a single resource. Right. And thank God, maybe we'll get into some of that yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. Thank God we have all kinds of resources here in Charlotte. I right. mean, we've got ministries. I mean, we've got financial counselors yeah. that will sit down. We've got relationship counselors. We've got housing ministries, clothing, food. I mean, anything you can think of. It's, it's amazing what God has done. Yeah, um, And it may not be like that in every city. Thankfully, it's like that here. We, we, mm-hmm. we thank God for that. Right. But if we had none of that, Mm -hmm. If the only thing that we had was our measly little voices, Mm -hmm. and the only words we could eke out was, don't murder your child, we would be still perfectly justified Mm -hmm. in standing in front of that abortion Mm -hmm. clinic. Why? Because abortion is murder. Because it's sin. Because it's wrong, and we're commanded to speak out against that which is sin, that which is wrong.
1: Right. Totally agree. Should we go on to another prophet? Yeah, let's go on to another. (laughs) Okay, let's think about um, Jonah. Okay. Going to Nineveh. And he tells them to repent Mm -hmm. eventually. I mean, at first he said no way. Was he going to go? Yeah, yeah. He definitely ran from the Lord. He did. He did. But then he does go, and, and he tells them to repent. But before he tells them to repent, he sets up a crisis intervention center for bloodthirsty liars because uh-huh. he has to because because um in in Jonah 1 1 to 2 um uh the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Amittai, saying arise go to Nineveh the great city and cry against it for their wickedness has come up before me and later we find out what that wickedness is in Nahum uh-huh. uh chapter 3 verse 1 Woe to the bloody city, he's talking about Nineveh, Mm -hmm. completely full of lies and pillage, her prey never departs. So they're bloodthirsty, lying pillagers. Well, before we can call them those things or confront them in their Uh sin... You According need to, to them, bloodthirsty, mean,
0: lying, pillager crisis, crisis intervention, intervention center. center. Yeah. And, and maybe they're blood, th- maybe they're lying and bloodthirsty and pillagers because you know they don't have much, they were raised yeah. in bad homes, right? right. Maybe they
1: that was their example.
0: Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's what their father did right. before them, right. and their father's father, and they just yeah. don't have a they good, just
1: need counseling,
0: they just need counseling. Yeah, and and maybe that's the case, but still, yet. <laughs> <laughs> we know the prophet Jonah was to go and to proclaim God's truth and give a warning of the consequences if they are to continue in sin. Now, of course, we know the end of the story. Jonah was not so happy no. about this, but I think God was very happy right. that this, that Nineveh repented before God yeah. and that you know, God was glorified in that city through their repentance, without an intervention intervention center center. there, without all of their needs being met and all the resources that they needed.
1: Exactly. Just by speaking truth, by obeying God, speaking truth, exposing the wickedness and urging them to turn repent and turn to God. And there was repentance. Yeah. So it's amazing
0: um, what God's word will do. It, Even apart yeah. from resources and stuff. Yeah. God's word <laughs> changes hearts.
1: Yeah. Now I would say I will say, and we've said this before, certainly our resources resources do soften these women so to a point where some of them will then say, Okay, they're worth hearing. Yeah. And that's how the resources are valuable, I think. Yeah, is, I mean is it's it, one
0: of our it's one of our three points when we're dealing with um, when we're training sidewalk counselors, right. you'll see it right. on the Sidewalks for Life, those who are listening, and, and maybe you'll go on the Sidewalks for Life site. It's one of our first couple of articles about the right. three talking points for sidewalk counselors. Right. The first one is, what does God say about this? So bringing God's truth, God's word. Um, to bear in this Mm -hmm. situation. We Mm -hmm. believe that's first and most important. Secondly, the humanity of the baby talking about this is a human being describing fetal development and all of that. And third is the resources that are available. So we talk about the resources. It's important for us to do that for sure.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So so our point, I think, is 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 pretty clear that biblically we don't see that God ever says don't confront evil or wickedness. Don't confront it boldly and don't confront it by speaking about it unless you have provided for the needs of those whom you are rebuking. He never says that, never that I can see. And really our, our goal, and I think in likely Matt Chandler's goal, is to stop abortion. To, to hopefully hold people back from the destructive act yeah. of abortion. Yeah. Uh, but sure meeting people's needs is never going to do that. The only thing that is ultimately going to end abortion individually and as a nation is the gospel, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so then getting to the end of, of that meme, it says, unless we provide for needs, we don't fully understand the gospel. And I would disagree with that statement.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because That's, does the know.
1: gospel talk about like what is the gospel, Daniel?
0: Right. I mean, I mentioned it earlier about the apostle Paul tells us what the gospel mm-hmm. that he preached is and he says it's the gospel in which we stand. Yeah. It's the it's the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus, preaching the gospel. Now, Just hear what I'm saying. Don't hear what I'm not saying, those who are listening. Preaching the gospel does not include meeting people's physical needs. Right. Now, meeting people's physical needs can be a means Mm -hmm. to bring the gospel Mm -hmm. to people. Mm -hmm. And meeting people's physical needs is a necessary component of those who have themselves received the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to be a natural outflow. Mm Mm-hmm. Of our hearts, if we have something, you know, John says it in 1 John, he says, if you see your brother in need Mm -hmm. and you don't meet his needs and you say, well, go and be warm and filled, Mm -hmm. then the love of God doesn't abide in you. So obviously, if you have something and your brother needs it, you know, Mm -hmm. bread, if you have bread, two loaves of bread and somebody needs it and you don't give it to them then that's just evidence that you've not really understood the gospel. Your heart's not been changed because Correct. the gospel has Correct. to do with us be, rather than being a selfish person becoming mm-hmm. a selfless person because mm-hmm. we see the selfless act that the Son of God did by giving his life yeah. on the cross for us. Yeah. But meeting people's physical needs is a means to bring the gospel to people and to mm-hmm. show them that we're genuine, right? It, mm-hmm. it kind of... I don't want to say it validates the gospel. It just validates those who are bringing the gospel. Mm -hmm. But the gospel itself is very simple. We make it so complex. We make it so hard. You got to do this and Mm -hmm. you got to do that. And you got to say this and you got to say that. Mm -hmm. And you've got to have this program in place. And you've got to have this this other program in place Mm -hmm. to the point where, you know, our churches are are full of, of social programs, (laughs) children's programs, youth programs, all these programs. And we Mm -hmm. think, well, these are what make up, a church. Mm-hmm. And so a church has to have a kids program, a youth mm-hmm. program, an elderly people program, and all this in order to be a church. No, mm-hmm. to be a church, you've got to be people who are bought by the blood of Jesus, who've come into a relationship with Jesus by the gospel that is proclaiming God's word, and it has you know, biblical leadership and, and that sort of thing. It's the gospel that's at the mm-hmm. center of the church. It's not mm-hmm. th- this, I hate it, this, this, this concept of the social gospel. Yeah, it's it's so foreign to what the apostles were preaching right. in the New Testament. Right. It's so foreign yeah. Yeah. from what Jesus preached. Now, again, please don't hear what I'm not <laughs> what I'm not saying. I'm not saying we shouldn't meet people's physical needs. I'm just saying that that's not part of the gospel it's never that's the outflow correct it is never linked with the gospel never
1: it is never linked and and that's what i think the meme does that's damaging it links the ability to confront evil and the in fact the command to confront evil with a social justice program yeah and and the gospel just doesn't say that right We are to confront evil. We're to convict people of sin. We're to, um, once they're convicted of sin, to talk about the just penalty for sin. Once they understand that, to talk about how repentance and submission of a life to Jesus Christ, who died to pay the penalty for their sin, and that when he rose again, he conquered death, and showed that he was God. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit enters and dwells us, and we are to go and make disciples of the world. Not through social programs. Right. But yeah. through continuing to preach that really pretty simple message.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a very simple message. Mm-hmm. And you know, we believe, that's why we say, that's why this is the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. This is why we say as a ministry, Cities for Life is a gospel-centered ministry, mm-hmm. is because we believe it's the gospel that changes a mother's heart. Right, um, it's not just, you know, the idea of social programs um, mm-hmm. that's going to change her heart. It's going to mm-hmm. show her that abortion isn't isn't an option mm-hmm. <laughs> in the sight of God. But it's god by his spirit coming into her heart changing her heart and showing her her need for him she surrenders to him now it it, it never is that you know we you know because we've been accused of this you ask you tell people unless you ask jesus into your life right unless you get saved unless you become a christian we won't help you that's not true right because we do have help we do have as i talked about earlier all Mm -hmm. kinds of resources and stuff so i mean it would make no sense for us not to help an atheist, someone who remained an atheist mm-hmm. with the practical resources. Cause that's another opportunity for us to share the gospel. Right. You know, as we're giving out, if we're doing a baby shower, we have a baby mm-hmm. shower ministry. We do a baby shower. We're proclaiming the gospel. Right. Now it doesn't mean the whole time we're talking about sin and we're talking yeah. about Jesus, death, burial and resurrection, but we are clearly presenting mm-hmm. the gospel, not yeah. just in giving her baby stuff and saying, yeah. Jesus loves you. We are laying out the gospel that the mm-hmm. Bible tells us is the gospel. Yep. We're, we're talking about sin. We're talking about the need for righteousness. We're mm-hmm. talking about the need to turn to the Lord Jesus and put your faith in him.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and if they don't, we take back all the gifts. <laughs> yeah, that's what we've
0: been accused of. Hey, <laughs> give, give us that stuff back. We're going to give it to somebody who will accept <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's right. absurd. Right. Um, but everything we do needs to be seasoned with the gospel. And our motivation is, you know, one, one preacher said, you know, if you bake someone a cake, and you give them a cake, and you do it out of the love of your heart, and loving your heart, and your love for Jesus. And you just leave them with a cake, and you're not sharing the gospel with them. You've sent them to hell with a cake. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. what good is that? You yeah, know, a lot yeah. of our social gospel sort of uh, uh, preaching and this motivation. And again, I'm not saying we shouldn't have social programs. Mm. I mean, if you look at the you know all the the things over the years. Um, in Christian history, the things that have been birthed out of Christianity, mm-hmm. you almost can't name, you know, I've, I've challenged atheists. Name for me five organizations that help poor people. Right. And I would bet you at least three of those five right. are Christian or rooted in Christianity. Right. Right. So, almost so,
1: all humanitarian exactly. aid is, so, is a Christian Yeah, group, So that's flowed right? out of it, and
0: it's a, it's yeah. a natural outflow. Mm-hmm. But this idea that, you know, this social gospel is the gospel is is again, completely foreign to right. the biblical concept of proclaiming the gospel. Right, right. And so, you know, we are called to bring to bear the, the truth of who Jesus is mm-hmm. and to uh, give people an opportunity by appealing to, to them mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit to turn to the Lord Jesus.
1: And don't shrink back from the fact that if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit indwells you and, like we said earlier, guides you in all righteousness, and you do know wickedness, you do no right, yeah. you do no right from wrong, you do no evil, and you are called by God to rescue those that are on a path of destruction. And how yeah. can you do it if you don't name evil, call it what it is, yeah. and then rescue those on that terrible path? Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's yeah. it's what we're called to do. It's mm-hmm. what the church is called to do. We're called to uh, proclaim the gospel, to make disciples, mm-hmm of all nations, as the scripture says. And, you know, if we have the means to meet practical needs, Mm -hmm. we don't do it because it's the gospel. Mm -hmm. We do it because it's a natural outflow of who we are and what God has done in us. And, uh, you know, and I want to encourage all you guys who are listening who maybe this is a barrier to you, maybe Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, I can't meet this need, I can't Mm -hmm. do that, I can't do this, that, you know, what? throw that aside. Abortion Mm -hmm. is murder. Yeah, you have a voice. Mm-hmm. Those babies that are murdered don't. Mm-hmm. Go lend your voice. Right now, I, I get it because some folks a barrier to them is they see some of the some of the other folks who are involved at abortion clinics or abortion ministry that are just you know, pretty pretty nasty about it you know we've got a guy locally we may have mentioned who you know stands in front of the abortion clinic and just yells about murder and it's just it's it's over the top it's not helpful so i get it maybe that's a barrier to some of you people you don't want to be associated with that i get it i understand that and
1: that's a question of tone yeah I, i think more than anything more than the message even more than the words is the tone and and the and the motivation behind it if it if your motivation and your tone is angry and condemning that that's not what we're talking about, but we're saying confront sin. Yeah. Yeah. You can confront sin as Jesus did. Just matter of fact, this is right. This is wrong. Turn from it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I get that there are all kinds of barriers. Mm -hmm. And in the future, we'll talk about some more of those barriers we'll talk about. And we have before about the, the, what we believe biblically is the proper tone and and things that say uh, that, that you can say that are really helpful. But this idea that, you know, you have to meet everybody's needs or you have to have social programs and you have to be willing to, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, people think they, they need to be willing to do in order to speak out against the murder of children. Right. It's just it's just a misconception. It's wrong. Right. And, uh, you know, I think in this sense, you know, if I could have a, a conversation with Matt Chandler, I would yeah. let him know. Hey, like, Hey, man will this back a little bit because yeah. cause it can be yeah. a barrier for people. Right. And because he's got some good messages about abortion, mm-hmm. powerful messages. He's mm-hmm. got a big church there that, you know, he's not holding back the truth. Which he's is He's not justifying yeah. abortion, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm encouraged by some of the stuff I hear from him mm-hmm. and uh, appreciate the brother from mm-hmm. what I know of him. and uh, And so... We're not saying don't listen to him anymore. We're just right. springboarding right. off of that yeah. to to help you guys. Hopefully this was a, a blessing to you guys. Uh, you got anything else you want to touch no, on? I, pretty I, much I think okay. we
1: covered pretty much everything. I...
0: Yeah, well, great. Well, we hope you guys were blessed by this podcast. Hope you're blessed by our other podcasts. We hope that you guys will share these podcasts. We're trying to put out content. We put out a podcast every week, Thursday morning. We were doing Wednesday morning. It's just a lot easier for me to put them out on Thursday mornings, mm-hmm. so I do that. And... uh I hope you guys are blessed, and hope you're blessed enough to share it. Leave us a review in uh, Apple uh, Podcasts app or in um, the Google Podcast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, let us know what you think. You know, reach out to me, reach out to Vicky. Let us know if there's some subjects you want us to cover. If there's something we maybe just kind of went over real quickly, and you want us to get in more in depth, we'd love to hear those suggestions from you. I'm D Parks at citiesforlife.com. She's Vkasiorg. That's her email address, Vkasiorg at citiesforlife.com. As always, you can visit our wwwsidewalks the number4life.com website where we post a lot of articles and things about what we talk about on the podcast and sidewalk counseling. Um, and so anyway, we hope you guys were blessed. We hope you have uh, a good week and God bless. for love, give me an outlet for gratitude, I know it will cost me my life, but nothing's too precious since I met you.